business success, just like with ourselves, is all about growth and moving forward. But do you really have what it takes to be completely unstoppable in your pursuit of growth in your whole world? Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. So, Alphas, yeah, welcome back. It's another show here at the Optimal Alpha Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Andy Nader. I'm CEO and uh, founder here at Nader Body Design and host of the Optimal Alpha Podcast. And I hope you've been having a great week. I hope March has been treating you well. Um, we're nearly through the first quarter um, and uh, things tend to go quick, right? Already through March, um, heading into April, which is essentially, I always think April's sort of pretty much start of not summer, but definitely the transition into summer, depending on obviously where you live in the world. Um, and also, I think in terms of business, the first few months can also be quite challenging. And of course, this is why this series uh, is here, which is the CEO series. But like I've said, it's not just aimed at a CEO, but a business leader, a busy business person. Many, many, many people will relate to the things that hopefully I'm talking about in these. So this is episode four of the CEO series. And here we're really talking about cultivating a growth mindset. This is really important and clearly not just important in business world, but in our whole world, obviously. So cultivating a growth mindset. Business leaders, not just business leaders, but people who want to be successful must approach challenges, challenges, not problems, challenges, or also call them puzzles, if you want to make it even more fun. They should be approached with a growth mindset, embracing failure and setbacks as opportunities to learn and improve. That is a growth mindset. If your business is not growing, it is shrinking. If your business is not growing, it is shrinking. Why? Because there's a good chance your competitors might well be growing at that point, moving forward at that point, meaning your market share is shrinking. And this is exactly the same for you as a leader in your business or as an individual hoping to be successful in the business. If there is no growth, no movement forward, you are moving backwards. Understand that. Why? Because another leader is either moving forward or another person in the organization that you're in that's trying to go after the same job that you're, they're moving forwards. If you're stagnant, you are not stagnant. You're not maintaining. You're sliding backwards. You just can't see maybe what's happening around you. You need to have a growth mindset. Most successful leaders, in fact, just most successful people have a growth mindset. Some do not. Some do not. Many still cling, and this isn't a criticism, because we which is something we all do. We I can recognize this in myself, so this is not a me criticizing anybody. We all do the things I'm about to go through here. But many still cling to limiting beliefs and bullshit stories. Limiting beliefs 
and bullshit stories. They end up with the same net end result, but they've come from a different place. They are things that are holding them back, holding back their business, holding back their personal success, suffocating success. So let's delve into these. So let's start with bullshit stories. Now, the more times I say bullshit, the less people are going to hear this because (laughs) it won't reach as far, but I don't really care. Um, A bullshit story is something that was learnt in the past, most likely, and it was a past behaviour, something that was learnt in the past. It could be something that you saw happen to others or it's something that directly happened to you that's created a bullshit story in your mind. Some, and generally speaking, a, one of these sorts of stories, it's a narrative. It's something so embedded in you, you don't even know that it's there. You really probably don't know that it's there. None of us really do unless we really sit down and have someone else take us maybe through or back to the point where these things came from. It's a narrative. It's been there so long. You know no different now. And here's a few examples. Generally, they're quite often they're from your formative years. That's generally where they're going to come from. It's not only where they come from, but it's where the majority come from. Because we have to learn how to survive when we're young. And where do we have to do that mostly? When we're thrown into school. That's where a lot of people's bullshit stories come from. Um, And I can relate to this massively because I was extremely shy. I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was not bright. I I wasn't particularly academic at school. Um, So I know where a lot of these things come from. So here's a few examples. Maybe at school, you avoided confrontation so that you didn't get bullied. Maybe you, maybe there was something about you that bullies, bullies being the fucking problem here, not you, obviously, but because bullies are the weaker people. (laughs) If we want to delve down that, we know, we all know that, but Maybe, and, and also we know that at school, in schooling, kids are ruthless. Kids are ruthless. Adults don't act, maybe they do slightly different things, but adults aren't as ruthless at pointing things out as kids are in school. Kids don't give a fuck. So maybe maybe there was something about you. Maybe you were taller than everyone else. Maybe you had different hair. Maybe there was just something different. Now, when we get older, something different is a selling point about ourselves, generally speaking. But at school, it's a ruddy problem because generally speaking, certainly when I went to school, which is through the early 90s, you didn't really particularly want to stand out for any particular reason. Well, I, I, I don't particularly want, I didn't want to. Anything that somebody could find to not bully you on, but make themselves feel better on if they were bullied, they were going to. So maybe you avoided confrontation. Because maybe there was something about your style. So you you avoided any confrontation to 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 get yourself away from difficult circumstances that would be challenging, upsetting, emotional, physically painful, maybe at school. What's the problem now though? You're now a pushover. You now maybe don't stand up for yourself. Because understandably at school, everybody would say you need to stand up for yourself. And that can be one of the hardest things to possibly do when you're 13. But if you learnt at 13 that if I stand up for myself, I get my head flushed down the toilet, yeah, that, that, that's a problem. So you did what was right at 13 and kept your mouth shut and just went the other way down the corridor and you avoided confrontation. But now you're a pushover, Na- maybe. Now you don't necessarily stand up for yourself, hold your own ground. There's a bullshit story. It's a story. It's something that's now stuck in your head that's not relevant to you because you're now 40, 50 something. 
Maybe it was putting your hand up in class. I remember this particularly because I remember being at primary school and um, my mental arithmetic was not great. And it still isn't amazing. Um, I don't remember really being taught times table. I just remember thinking I had to know it. And so to be allowed to go out for our lunch break, we all had to answer a times table. And I would always be in the group that the teacher would be like, now you lot just go. Because I was so scared, legitimately, to put my hand up and say the wrong answer. I was already, I was unconfident when I, so we're talking um, what we call little school, primary school, so I'd have been 10 or younger. I would, I, I remember it, it sticks in my mind. I remember being, well, one, I didn't know the bloody answers. Two, everybody else who put their hand up seemed to get them right. And so I was fearful, fearful that if I put my hand up, one, the teacher would tell me off. And two, maybe I'd be laughed at for getting the wrong answer. So what did I do? I didn't put my hand up. I didn't put my hand up. I just sat there as quiet as possible. Now, that's a fear of failure, a fear of ridicule. That's what that would have been. Now, consider this. That's a lot of people whether they admit it or not. Why? Because you see this happen now. How often have you been to a seminar, a gathering of adults who are all like-minded and into the same sort of thing? They've gone to make a business seminar, sales, whatever. And there's someone talking at the front and they're like, oh, you know, put your hand up if you da 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 Or can anybody tell me a so-and-so and so-and-so? How fucking quiet the room will go. There will always be one or two who are a bit more extrovert or just know the answer or whatever. But the majority of people sit there and go, oh, fucking hell, don't point at me. Please don't point at me because I think I know the answer, but I'm not sure. And I don't want to be ridiculed in front of my peers. That's a lot of people still. It's a very, very real fear. But is it really helping us? You know, like if, if, if we know that everybody, not everybody, but many people in the room are thinking the same, what stops us from leaping out and going, oh, I'm fucking, I don't really know the answer, but I think it's this. Because everyone else is thinking, that's probably what I thought. So there's a bullshit story that someone might be carrying around. Um, here's another one. Maybe you constantly yearned for your parents' approval. Maybe, maybe there was some, maybe one of your parents was particularly good at a sport and you ended up doing that sport and therefore you wanted their approval. And so you've always maybe, if you didn't get it, maybe you've always felt underloved and overlooked, underloved and overlooked. And maybe you've now taken that forward into your life and it's not relevant anymore. It's a bullshit story. You're still telling yourself the same things that, you know, you were, you were telling yourself these things or learning these things when you were a child. In a, in a situation that really wasn't of your doing or you're in your control. Now, maybe you still feel underloved and overlooked. Now, now, maybe you go too far the other way. Now, maybe you're still constantly looking for people's approval, or maybe you can give a flying shit about other people's approval. Now, maybe that's also a problem. It sent you the other way. Maybe at school, you made not really many friends because maybe you were awkward at school, which is also most people at school. Alphas, I interrupt this show with a simple message. This show is here to benefit you and your progression to the best version of yourself, but not only just you, it's also here to benefit the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, other alphas in your vicinity. So why not do a really cool thing today? Something that I would thank you for and maybe someone else would. 
share this podcast with at least one other alpha out there who you know would benefit from it. Why not share the information, share the ability for someone else to grow? I'm sure they would thank you. I 100% would absolutely thank you. This podcast only grows by our listeners, our followers doing amazing things like giving us five-star reviews, downloading podcasts, subscribing, and then of course, sharing it with other people. I thank you from the bottom of my heart, share it with one person, and of course, drop us a five-star review, download the podcast, and of course, subscribe. And now back to the show. But now you avoid networking. Now you avoid growing your network, like as in in front of people, not on social media, but in front of people, because you think that you're now still socially unable, whereas you're probably completely able to have these conversations. But you're walking around with a little bullshit story. You're, these are just some examples, right? Just examples. There could be a gazillion of these sorts of things, and obviously they'll be very individual to an individual person. But I, I, I resonate with one in there with the putting the hand up and the times tape. That was me. I can picture the. I can picture sitting exactly where I was in the um, classroom. It must have had an impact on me because I can picture everything about that classroom and everything about how it felt. It's as if it only happened once. It's as if I can only picture it once, but I know it must have gone on for at least a year because I'd have been in that classroom for a year. Now, I don't know what I thought about it at the time, but it it has made me, and I've had to work to not give a fine fuck whether I get something wrong. Because getting getting something wrong is not failure. Not fucking trying is failure. So I'm happy, I'm happy to put my hand up. But what I do now is I preface it with, I don't really know the answer, but I think it's this. I'm still protect. There's still something in there that's protecting me from looking a twat in front of other people. I don't really know the answer, but I think it's blah. Mm, don't know, right? And like then at that point, I've just taken away the, the fear. I can say as many wrong answers as I like and probably get away with it. Um, but you're, maybe you're clinging to these things. Uh, maybe now you're tricking, to, tri- you're tricking yourself or your mind is tricking yourself into thinking that these bullshit stories are still true because they, they made you feel safe at a very important time in your life. They, uh, but now what they're doing is they're keeping you inside a comfort zone, basically. This is what a comfort zone is. It's, your, it's a mixture of limiting beliefs and bullshit stories. That is your comfort zone. That's what it technically is. And in there, you're safe and happy. And that's okay, but you're also stagnant and shrinking. Think about that. These bullshit stories do not serve you anymore. Let them go. Right, limiting beliefs, slightly different. These can come at any moment. You could be told something or see something today that gives you a limiting belief. Bullshit stories are generally a little bit deeper, a little bit sort of more emotive, and from the past, I think. And limiting beliefs certainly can be too. But let's try and at least pull the two apart so that you can see them in different ways. A limiting belief. Uh, here's the best example of a limiting belief. And I'm going to read this because I just sort of took this off a website. Uh, nobody thought it was possible for somebody to run a mile in under four minutes. And I've no idea how long this was considered impossible. Well, well yes, I do. All all the way until the point someone did it, which is a hell of a long time. Until Roger Bannister did it. On the 6th of May, 1954, Roger Bannister ran a mile in under four minutes. And I'll read you this. So, So the four minute mile barrier stood for decades. And when it fell, the circumstances defied the confident predictions of the best minds in the sport. The experts believed they knew the precise conditions under which the mark would fall. 
and it would have to be in perfect weather, 68 degrees and no wind, on a particular kind of track, hard, dry clay, and in front of a huge, boisterous crowd urging the runner to his best ever performance, which would make sense. In other words, they've predicted someone is only ever going to do this in the most, in, in the most suitable and preferable circumstances. Roger did it on a cold day on a wet track at a small meet in Oxford before a crowd of just a few thousand people. He basically defied everything that they said he could do. When Bannister broke the mark, even his most, like his, his biggest rivals breathed a sigh of relief. At last, somebody has done it. Somebody has broken through what everybody thought was a limiting belief. I think this is true. Somebody cannot do it. And if they can, it has to be under these circumstances. Somebody goes and do, does it under all the opposite circumstances. And here's the thing. Once somebody saw that it could be done, they did it too. Just 46 days later, a chap called John Landy, an Australian runner, not only broke it, but beat Bannister's time slightly, I think by a second, <laughs> but he beat it. And then I think it was a year later, and I'm reading this, a year later, three runners broke the four-minute barrier in a single race. Basically, the moment the limiting belief was broken in other people's minds, suddenly it was possible. Suddenly it was possible. Now, how many little limiting beliefs do you think are in your head right now? There will be loads, and that's not a criticism. It's not your fault. They're there. We all have them. And again, we don't know we're walking around with them. But here's a few examples, maybe in your business, just small examples. These are small beliefs, small limiting beliefs. I can't let go and delegate. We could not grow the business in a recession. We can't beat last month's sales. I can't take time off. I can't overtake my competitors. They're all business-based, absolute limiting belief. All of those things are possible because somebody out there or a business out there has done all of those things. So now someone's got a limiting belief. Oh, but then not in my backyard. It could be done out there, but I can't do that. That's a limiting belief. Even if out there someone else has done it, it's like, oh, well, yeah, but it's okay for them. They're in a different country. It's okay for them. They're in a different sector. What a load of shit. Personal uh, limiting beliefs. I can't stick to a diet. I can't train on my own. I cannot drop belly fat. My sleep is just how it is and I can't change it. Stress has always been this way and that's just normal for me. Those are limiting beliefs. All of those things are entirely possible and changeable. If you think you can't stick to a diet, well then correct, you can't stick to a diet because you've told yourself you can't. But clearly you can. You're a human. There's been many millions of people through either being forced to stick to a diet or through their own choice, sticking to a diet and doing a damn good job of it. So if they can, you tell me why you can't. And you're going to just come up with a load of shit, aren't you? You're just going to come up with all oh, but this and all oh, but that and all oh, but this. And it's all rubbish. This sounds harsh, but if you've got children, I put a gun next to your child's head and said, stick to that fucking diet. Oh, you would. Oh, you would. Oh, you would. <laughs> because there's a reason to now, and you would break through that limiting belief and you wouldn't think about it because of the desire to save your child's life. Now, that's an extreme example, but you, you know that to be true. Limiting beliefs. 
They're utter rubbish. If you're walking around you know, day to day with these in your head, then how on earth do you think as a leader in your business, how are you going to cultivate a growth mindset in your organization? Best of luck with that because your team and maybe even your customers, they will see right through you. They see you. So work on yourself first. If you want to cultivate this mindset in your business, and we all do, then you must lead by example. You must work on yourself first. Then you can drive the business in your team. So how? So first of all, you just need to know about these things. Um, this isn't rocket science. Um, you'll have these things. Understand that you've got bullshit stories and limiting beliefs, and they're there for a reason. They were there for a reason, but that reason is most likely now out of date. You've just got to let it go. You've got to, you've got to see it, understand it, come to terms with it, maybe write it down. Like maybe write this, I've got this belief, I've got this story, I've been telling myself this, it's utter rubbish, I'm going to write it down and then burn it. And then burn it. That is a really good trick. Burn it somewhere safe, maybe. Um, maybe don't do it inside. But writing things down and then burning them. Uh, someone out there will know more about the psychology of that than I, but I know that that is a pretty cool thing. It's a ceremony to some degree. Do you know why I know about this? Because um, I'll tell you where this has just come from. The um, I can't think of the name of the Netflix documentary. Oh, oh, The Last Dance. Uh, the Last Dance, which was to do with the Chicago Bulls and obviously Michael Jordan. And I think once they finished their, their sixth championship and right at the end, um, I think they all went and stood in the middle of the, their, their courts and they wrote down things that they either wanted to say or believe and they, they burnt them and they put them in a, in a pot in the middle. And I, I, it's just stuck with me because it seems a really cool way to let something go. But obviously do it safe. Um, and it's an example of a bullshit story. I mean, things like, you know, think of the school bully situation. So, you know, if you were bullied at school or you did avoid conflict at school or you didn't put your hand up at school or any of these things, then you've got an avoidance of conflict. You've got probably some sort of self-doubt. You don't speak up for yourself. And maybe this is a belief and it's held you back. At the time it was useful for you, but now it's held you back because it's 20, 30 years down the road, probably for you. You're a different person. Part of you is a different person. Part of you might still be stuck in the past. These things are certainly bullshit stories. They are probably no longer fit for purpose. So just get out of your comfort zone. Recognize when you're hiding in your comfort zone because it will feel safe and fluffy. The simplest thing is do one thing that scares you each day. Find something that scares you. Push a little bit further in a direction. Push the boundaries of this little comfy, safe place that you've made. Be present in your thoughts, in your mind, in your internal dialogue. What are the thoughts and the words that you tell yourself every day? What are the fears that are in your mind? You know, the little ones that they don't actually talk to you, but you hear them, even though they're not words. You hear and feel them in the back of your head. Where, where, where your mind goes, everything else follows. So control your mind, control your thoughts, or at least guide them better. Your brain is a self-protecting organ. As humans, we are designed to look for the negative. Why? Because it would have kept us alive. This is the biggest bullshit story in the world. Humans are designed to be negative, I believe. Someone can tell me different, but I would say that when we were little cave people, I don't know if you were little. Anyway, cave people running around 
why would be why why would it be useful for us to be looking for the negative? Because it would be the snake in the grass. It would be the I don't know saber toothed tiger. Maybe the berry that's going to kill us. We're looking for the thing that's going to kill us. So it's a story that we had to learn at the time, many years ago, that was useful at the time because it kept us alive. Here we are. I do not know how many generations later, but we 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 still need to look for the negative, i.e., look for the car when crossing the road. But it's a lot less than it used to be. So now maybe we're carrying around this sort of bullshit story of we must always be looking for the negative. When quite frankly, that isn't necessarily the world that we live in. I'm sure it wouldn't be the world we all choose to live in. Set these things free. Set your mind free. This is a growth mindset. If you want a little bit more uh, reading on this, there is a book that I would recommend called The Chimp Paradox by Steve Peters, I believe. An amazing book that will give you an insight into how your brain works. There's far more to it than I realized before I started reading this book. And if you want to, uh, if you really want to sort of expand your mind and thoughts on these subjects, because ultimately I, I believe it's a, it's a belief of mine that uncovering, uncovering these things and getting to understand them and then starting to take, take control of them is literally you taking control of your life. So why would we not? So there we go. Um, I really hope that's been useful. I feel like I've gone sort of down a whole massive rabbit hole there and I've, I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you have too. Um, if this has helped you, please give us a little five-star review and that'd be awesome. Um, and of course, if you know somebody out there who you think might benefit uh, from the information in this podcast, please share it with just at least one other person. Um, download it yourself, get them to download it. It helps us, helps me understand which particular topics I should be talking about. Anyway, for now, Alphas, go and have an amazing day. I will catch you next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.